Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Hi, this is Rick Allen from Def Leppard, and you're listening to Talking Metal. Listen, it's January 2015. Why not kickstart your new year and challenge yourself to learn something new with a free 10-day trial to lynda.com? lynda.com is used by millions of people around the world and has over 3,000 courses on topics like web development, photography, visual design, and business, as well as software training like Excel, WordPress, and Photoshop. I'm actually going to be learning Premiere. It's like an editing software, you know, like avid or final cut uh, but it's by adobe and, and a friend of mine just said go to lynda.com to learn how to use it uh, that's what he did and he was raving about the courses and videos he saw on lynda.com so that's a true story anyway all of their courses um, their courses of course being lynda.com's courses are taught by experts and new courses are added to the site every week. Whether you want to set your new financial goals, find work-life balance, invest in a new hobby, ask your boss for a raise, find a new job or improve upon your current job skills in 2015, lynda.com has something for everyone. Sign up for your free 10-day trial today by visiting lynda.com slash talking metal and you'll get unlimited access to every course on lynda.com, access to view tutorials on a tablet, you know, iPhone or Android mobile devices, access to new courses that are added every week. Do something good for yourself this year. You know, it's 2015. Why not sign up for a free 10-day trial to lynda.com by visiting lynda.com slash talking metal. Come on, go ahead. I challenge you to learn something new in 2015. Here's today's episode. Hey, welcome to another edition of the Talking Metal Podcast. We are very excited because we have the one and only Rick Allen from Def Leppard on today's show. Uh, first time guest here on Talking Metal. 
And as my co-host today, we have Mitch LaFon from the One-on-One with Mitch LaFon podcast. Mitch, how are you? Good. And always a pleasure to do this with you. And of course, uh, listening to this Rick interview is going to be great. I love Def Leppard. Great band. Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorites and just so much good stuff. Def Leppard have always been one of my favorites, and we definitely talked to Rick about what Def Leppard is up to now. We talked to him a little bit about Def Leppard's past, and we talked to him about his artwork, which I recently right. had the pleasure of seeing in New Jersey at the the Short Hills Mall, uh, the Went, Wentworth Gallery at the Short Hills Mall in Short Hills, New Jersey. Rick was there, and I was hoping to interview him at person when he was at the gallery and it, he he knew that and as soon as he got me on the line for for today's interview i mean this is what a gentleman this guy is he he said listen i am so sorry we didn't connect at the gallery uh, i'm so sorry i didn't get a chance to meet you there uh, he said i was literally stuck in traffic for two hours getting to the the event and he said his time was so pressed that he really only had time to to meet the people who had purchased the art and there was a he he reminded me there was a a terrible accident on route 78 that goes from new york city out to new jersey and he was uh where two people died actually in a tanker oh god uh tipped over and blew up and he was stuck in that traffic which was literally just a a parking lot for two hours so we missed talking with him in person in short hills new jersey but his he is a man of his word and and he told his guy that night that he would definitely talk to me on on the podcast and call in for an interview and he came through and and it was just great to talk to him he yeah. has this this thing called the the Raven Drum Foundation Mitch do yes. you know anything about that yeah it's a charity that he has that um i know that you can buy a special meet and greet with Rick at all the shows. Every time I've been to a Def Leppard show, there, there's a little room held off to the side, and uh, Rick goes in there and meets fans who purchased this meet and greet package through this Raven Drum Foundation. And and listen, it, it does great work. It it really does. And the thing about Rick's art is most of the proceeds from it go to benefit uh, the Raven Drum Foundation, and also. What's happening now is is the Raven Drum Foundation is working with Project Resiliency, and right. I'm going to link it through today's uh, today's show notes on TalkingMetal.com. It's Project-Resiliency.org, and they are doing just great work with our veterans who have come back with severe injuries, and and you know Rick knows something about this. Obviously, he had a, a terrible accident, and and he knows that it's not just the the physical wounds and and healing of the uh, of the injury a lot of times this you know these physical these traumatic physical injuries take on a, a whole mental thing and 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 you really have to get through that and, and sadly a lot of our soldiers don't we have you know 22 soldiers a day committing suicide you know it's just it's Whoa. it's awful and um, Rick is doing some great work with our veterans yeah, and in case we didn't clarify it, the, the Raven Drum Foundation does come to, to the help of uh, veterans and, and other people in crisis, too. So it sort of all goes together. Yeah, he says uh, their mission is to serve, educate, and empower veterans and people in, in crisis. So um, Correct. Great work from Rick, who is the co-founder of the organization, and his wife, Lauren, works with him on the uh, 
<clears throat> on the uh, the foundation, and I got to meet her. I'll actually post a picture of of her and myself in today's show notes, and I'll also post some pictures of of Rick talking with the the fans and the people who bought his art in Short Hills, New Jersey, back in early December. And uh, Mitch, let's come back and talk a little more. But without further ado, let's get into the interview with Rick Allen from Def Leppard. And we'll hear a little uh, Def Leppard right now from 2011. This is Undefeated, one of, I believe, the three studio tracks that was featured on the Mirror Ball record. And that'll be followed by my interview with Rick Allen. Hey guys, calling in on the line from Def Leppard, Rick Allen. Rick, how are you today? 
I'm very well, and yourself? I'm doing I'm doing just fantastic. And last month I was out in Short Hills, New Jersey, and I had the pleasure of stopping by your art exhibit that was going on out there. And let's start off by talk about talking about the actual artwork that you do. There's some great stuff. Um, is it all done with paints? Do you use computer graphics? How do you actually create this art? Well, when I first started doing this, um, I started working with a company called Scene 4. Um, we started using light sticks um, to create long exposure uh, photographs. And um, you know, it, it really, it really started there. I'd always been in, interested in photography, you know, ever since I was a kid. And then, when I had my accident, my photography became my friend, a real, a real friend, because I could kind of express myself in ways where, you know, language couldn't. Right. And then, um, after we did two, two collections of the uh, uh, the light art, and then we were approached by. Uh, Wentworth, which is, you know, where the gallery was in Short Hills. And they suggested that we start creating mixed-media pieces. So, you know, I'd start out with uh, with photographic images, manipulate those in the computer, and then uh, proceed to, you know, to use uh, paint. And, um, wow. you know, over the last few years, it's really started to go more in the direction of paint so um so it's 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 really uh it's really a wonderful way another way should i say to to express myself outside of straight photography or music or you know whatever else you know it is i i, I get up to so um you know it's nice to be given the opportunity to do one-off pieces that really you know, that's it. That's, you know, the piece that you see is really, you know, is really a unique piece for whoever it is that has the, uh, you know, has the, the, the honor of, 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 of getting hold of one of these things. Right. And and what is the inspiration behind behind the art? Is it, is it, because uh, I, I saw, there, you know, there's stuff like the handprint over the American flag. Is that uh, something that relates specifically to, the veterans um it can um it's 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 all of the above you know the inspiration comes from you know a really interesting life a really a really full sort of experience a really full sort of human experience um it, it it sort of uh it it speaks to before i came to america you know, watching streets of San Francisco and Kojak and, you know, and all the sort of American sort of icons, all the, all the things that, uh, that I thought were fantastic about, you know, about uh, America. And then, you know, when I finally came over here in 1980, um, you know, uh, the, the, the sort of the emphasis, the, the reality of America sort of, uh, shifted, and my understanding of the American experience really uh, moved. And you know, it wasn't until you know I had my accident, you know, the end of 1984, and then I went through my own traumatic experience that um, you know I uh, 
I found uh, I found Lauren, my, my wife, and uh, she started to sort of uh, uh, give me uh, more of an understanding of what I'd been through and the experiences that I went through during the accident and after the accident, and then meeting up with uh, some of our wounded warriors further further that understanding of of, of trauma and really honoring people, not necessarily just warriors, but people that have been through traumatic experiences and developed a sense of resiliency and are able to come out the other side. So it represents many things. Right, right. Now, you mentioned the the wounded warriors and and let's talk about the proceeds from this artwork all goes to this foundation and, and it benefits veterans through Project Resiliency. And let's, let's talk about your work with the actual veterans. How, how do you recruit these, these guys into your, your program and what actual work is done with them? Okay. Um, myself and my wife, we put uh, Raven Drum together uh, many moons ago, um, you know, back in the, uh, like, early 2000s. And, um, you know, originally we were focusing on, you know, um, uh, sort of women's shelters, and then we, we actually worked with some kids uh, from Afghanistan that had lost limbs. and. Wow. And then we were working in teenage penitentiary. You know, there were all these all these different uh, uh, different different parts of the population that we were working with. Primarily working with drumming and breathing and guided visualization. And um, then in 2006, I went to visit uh, Walter Reed, and um, it really touched me you know, to see the level of uh, suffering of some of our uh, warriors. Right. And um, I uh, got on the phone with my wife um, when I got back to my hotel, totally broke down, and I was just really, really moved by the whole experience. And um, I said, we, we, we really have to refocus. I'd really love to refocus on, you know, on the plight of our warriors. And, and that's when we really, you know, went more into project resiliency. It wasn't called that at the time, that, but that's basically what uh, the beginnings of it. So, um, you know, they, they speak the same language as me, even though my trauma wasn't through uh, combat. Right. Um, it's trauma all the same. And all of us are traumatized in one, one way, shape or form, you know. So it just made sense um, doing a, a sort of a, a side project like uh, the artwork that uh, the part of the proceeds would go toward uh, our wounded warriors, um, not only because my heart goes out to them, but because, um, you know, I've seen how much they've helped me. Um, you know, I learn a lot from them, and hopefully they learn a lot from me. And a lot of the work that we do with them um, is um, just different modalities, uh, not necessarily, you know, just uh, the, the idea that you can take a pill and all your problems will go away. This is a, a, a deeper experience uh, working with 
drumming, guided visualization, breathing techniques, tapping techniques, um, working with equine-assisted, you know, type therapy, working with horses, which is very powerful, um, doing ropes course. Wow. Um, I mean, many, many different, uh, oh, nutrition is a huge part of it as sure. well. You know, um, eating the right foods. Cause a lot of uh, a lot of uh, men and women they come back and they're completely addicted to Red Bull and all kinds of you know all kinds of stimulants. So it's a way to really settle down the nervous system and really experience yourself in a in a in a different way. And of course, I'm always the guinea pig for anything that we do, and. If it helps me, then, you know, my logic is it's going to help somebody else. Um, you know, it's not a one-size-fits-all type of thing, but people tend to gravitate to certain therapies within Project Resiliency that we do that work for them that they can take home. So it's like, you know, uh, putting another tool in your toolbox kind of thing. Right. And are these these wounded vets, are they all aware of who you are or do they kind of come into the program not knowing, hey, this is Rick Allen from Def Leppard? Or are they all kind of aware of that going in? Not always. Um, I met uh, I met with uh, a guy called John Roberts uh, that works with Wounded Warrior Project. And um, he saw the work that we were doing and um, he uh, he really embraced it. And uh, now what we do is we partner with them and uh, we're able to recruit um, warriors um, through Wounded Warrior Project. And, uh, you know, we have, we, have, uh, we have something that's... It, it, it's kind of separate from Wounded Warrior Project. And John allows... Well, no, he, he, you know, we just, we just kind of do what we do and and he loves it and the fact that he's experienced a lot of these modalities himself um speaks volumes you know the fact that he wants to continue this and actually sees uh, improvement in uh, in many of our uh, our warriors excellent excellent well we will have links up on the website so people can check out project-resiliency.org and the Raven Drum Foundation. And is there a place where people can view your art online, too? Um, for now, uh, we're actually working on a new website, but um, for now, people can go to wentworthgallery.com. Okay. And they can see some of the pieces that have already... Uh, Unfortunately, they've already sold. I wish I could keep all of them. Um, and uh, some of the pieces that are still available. Um, we're actually working on um, a, whole, uh, a whole collection uh, that will be, they'll be presented um, around the D.C. area. I think there are two Wentworth galleries around the D.C. area. Oh. So uh, that's going to be coming up, uh, you know, sort of within within the next few months. Okay, and will you be making a personal appearance there? Absolutely. Okay, cool. You know, I love to be able to uh, get together with people and and explain a little more about, you know, where, 
you know, where, where the inspiration comes from and, and why the art is what it is. And uh, just like you're asking me questions about, you know, the stars and stripes and the hand, um, you know, it's nice when you can get to explain firsthand, um, you know, where, where it comes from in, in, my, in my experience. Excellent. Excellent. Now, I understand you are in the studio with Def Leppard. How far along into the recording process are you? Um, we've, um, we've, we carved out um, like three good long sessions where we all got together. And uh, within those, uh, those time periods, we, we, we were able to put about 16 songs together. Wow. And as of right now, um, they're probably more or less about 85 to 90% finished. Some of them are even more so. Some of them are, are just about ready to, uh, to present, you know. So, uh, so we're, we're really excited about it, you know. It's, uh, it's, been, a, it's been a really nice uh, project. It's been, it's been good getting together the way that we did um, in the studio, you know, over the over the years, we tended to rely more on technology and sending, you know, sending files to one another, you know, for the other person to to finish off, you know, where somebody couldn't. Uh, but uh, actually getting together uh, in a room and uh, all being together in that way uh, is is incredibly. Uh, you know, incredibly valuable and really creative. And, you know, you guys getting together in a room like that, it, it almost makes me think of how things maybe used to be back in the day, in the early days with you guys. Is it safe to say that maybe the sound will be going back to that style? Or is it, it what, what style can we expect from the new music? It, it, it's difficult to say. I mean, you know, we continue to pay homage to, uh, to our roots. Um, you know, what inspired us to play music in the first place. You know, a lot of the bands that we grew up listening to during the 70s. And um, I, I think it's a, it, it's a wonderful uh, uh, mixture of uh, everything that inspired us and everything that we've done. So I think people will hear um, many, many different uh, influences within... Uh, the music that they hear. Excellent, excellent. Are, are you guys self-producing, or are you working with a certain producer? Um, Ronan McHugh. He um, he's produced quite a few uh, records over the years, and he also does our live sound. So we we spend a lot of time with uh, Ronan, and I think because he knows us so well, uh, he's he's to a point now where he just kind of knows what we want. And, um, you know, everybody has an input and, uh, there's always, uh, there's always room for improvement or, you know, a certain perception of, of, of how you want it to sound. And, uh, he's the guy that is able to, uh, to translate, you know, uh, whatever it is we want into, uh, into the finished thing. So, uh, so we're very fortunate to have Ronan. Very good. And how is Vivian doing? Vivian Campbell. We know he's had some health issues through the through the past few years. Is he uh, is he doing well? Vivian's doing great. Um, I got an email the other day from him, 
and um, he was just saying, you know, how uh, how how well things were going. So that is a huge uh, relief to all all of us, as you can imagine. And um, I think whenever anything like like this happens within Def Leppard, you know, I mean, we've had many ups and downs, as you know, yes. uh, including my own experience. Sure. Um, I think what happens is we just get, we get closer, you know, and uh, we ask the question, well, why are we doing this? And the answer is always because we like each other, and you know, we're, we're, we're this, you know, working for this long together is it's like a a band of brothers you know what i mean so uh, absolutely so we're we're very fortunate to have each other so uh, we're just we're just very happy that that Vivian's doing so well yes we are too and a couple names from the past for you before i let you go let's start with mutt lang would you ever consider working with him again i'd love to work with mutt again um but um i'm not sure I'm not sure we could we could spend the amount of time in the studio that uh, that, that we have uh, you know that, that that we've spent in the past with 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 Mutt. Um, I think uh, we're we like we like to work in in a in a sort of a, a quicker sort of way, and. Uh, I mean, it would be fantastic to do a few songs with him, but I'm not sure we could actually uh, do a, a whole record with him. Plus, Mutt is so talented and he's so in demand and so busy that I'm not sure it would uh, it would work out for either party. Right. But having said that, we, uh, we 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 we've kept in touch with Mutt over the years, and he's always always there for us. You know, whenever we need to. Uh, whenever we need a sounding board. Very good, very good. And your old guitar pe- player, Pete Willis, do you ever hear from him? What happened to him? Yeah, I, he's back in Sheffield, you know. Uh, he's doing well. He seems to do well when he's uh, he's in a studio situation as opposed to, you know, going out uh, in a live situation. Um you know all of the bands that he's, uh, you know, he's put together. You know when it comes to that crucial, that critical time when it's time to go out on the road, um, it, it seems to affect him in a way where he can't, he can't sort of, um, you know, he can't push through to the next, uh, the next step, which is, you know, performing live in front of uh, an audience. So uh, there may be, uh, there may be an issue with uh, stage fright. Um, right, because huh. uh, you know, I, I saw him in the, in the early days really suffer, re- really struggle with with stage fright. So uh, you know, I, I wish him all the best, and uh, you know, I hope uh, you know, I hope he's doing great. Yeah, well, thank you so much for your time today, Rick, and we encourage everyone to check out your artwork and get familiar with the work you're doing with veterans. It's, it's great stuff and uh, hats off to you for helping the, the vets. You're uh, you're a gentleman, Mark, and I really appreciate uh, not only coming to see the, uh, the, the art down at, uh, you know, down at Wentworth Gallery, yes. but uh, I appreciate the interview.
What you just heard was a song called Stage Fright. That's classic Def Leppard right there from 1983. And uh, Mitch, in the interview, Rick told me that Pete Willis, who really was such a big part of those first three records, Mm -hmm. that he really suffered from stage fright. And that was one of the reasons that he left the band and and no longer continued with them, which I found kind of interesting. I never, never heard that. I'd heard rumors about Pete Willis and different maybe issues that he was having, but I never heard the stage fright issue. So, uh, interesting. I had always understood that, you know, Pete was very much an alcoholic and uh, I had understood also that part of it was the stage fright that led him to drink because when he was drunk, he could go on stage and not be nervous. So it's one of these self-fulfilling things, right? Where it's like, it's like a wheel, right? So, Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting when you look over the first three records and some of their biggest songs. uh, You know, there's when they wrote the songs, it was usually a group effort um, among numerous guys in the band. But Pete Willis's name is connected with some of those really big hits off the, especially the second and third record. Yeah, High and Dry, by the way, their their second album is by far my favorite. It is just a solid rock record. It's just brilliant, absolutely brilliant. So good. And what a history that band has, Def Leppard. And what great work Rick is doing with our veterans. You know, a lot of times I ask you guys to support Talking Metal with a PayPal donation or to use our Amazon links. Today, let's forget about all that. If you want to show some support, what you should do is go to project-resiliency.org and make a donation to Rick's work with the veterans. I, I would really, I really think that's a great cause. If you've never made a donation to Talking Metal before, or you were thinking of making one, let's just for today and and for this this week, let's just uh, send all those do- donations to project-resiliency.org. Yeah. Did, did you have a chance to see Def Leppard this summer on the Kiss tour, or I, with the, with Kiss? I did not see them on the Kiss tour. Uh, I know you did. I saw them I a couple years back in Newark with poison it was a, a mm. poison it was lita ford poison def leopard which was oh, yeah, that just was great. yeah it was just excellent stuff and uh just one hit after another i mean they they just know what the people want to hear and they just deliver it uh, one song after another such a great live act how were they on the kiss tour oh it was fantastic you, you know to have a band like def leopard open for kiss and like you said you sit there for 75 minutes and you essentially have you know, 15 of the greatest songs ever written in the 80s coming at you one after the other. Right. It's like hearing a greatest hits record live. And then, of course, having Kiss coming out with the bombs and the makeup. What a fantastic night. And, of course, I, the, the whole tour was, uh, you know, they had some donations going to the War- Wounded Warrior Project as well. So just a fun night and money going to a great cause at the same time. And... I'm lucky that I'm going to go see Def Leppard in May. They're on a Canadian tour, just them. And uh, I get to see Def Leppard twice in a period of like six months. So I'm stoked. Yeah. May 2nd at the the Bell Center in Montreal. Where's For the me, Bell Center? Is that right downtown? Straight downtown. That's where the Montreal Canadiens play, our, our great hockey team. So, yeah, it's going to be right downtown. And, uh, you know. It's going to be May. It's going to be spring. There's going to be grass outside. It's going to be every everything about that event. I'm looking forward to because it, it it's the hits. It's the weather. It's the Leopard. The Bell Center is a fantastic venue for shows. The acoustics in that venue are are second to none, quite frankly. Yeah. So 
And after the Canadian tour, they head over to Europe for yeah. dates. In Belarus, they go. <laughs> yeah, Poland, uh, Czechoslovakia, um, where else? Germany, lots of lots of dates in Europe. Sweden, Finland. So a lot of you guys will have a, a chance to see Def Leppard in 2015 real soon and is this a is this just a headlining tour do you know mitch or are they doing like a dual thing with with another band no from what i understand it it's an evening with Def leopard now you know nothing's been announced officially but i i've spoken to the promoter and they have no opening band announced so maybe somebody's thing will drop out of the sky but from what i understand as of now it is an evening with and they've done that before up here and you end up with two two and a half hours of just hit after hit after hit after hit it's a great night it really is a great night and um you know i, I love going to see Def Leppard. really yeah do. definitely definitely well big thanks to rick allen for joining us he of course is the drummer of the british rock band Def Leppard, and he's been drumming for them since age 15 which is <laughs> wow just incredible and yeah. uh, a lot of people know that in 1984 they just kind of took over the world, and at the same time, unfortunately, he had a, a very bad car accident that really changed his life forever, and it was a big journey for him, and again, he's, he's used the stuff he learned about his healing process to uh, to go on to help veterans, and he's doing that now, um, so hats off to him and his wife, Lauren, for, for all their work, and check out Def Leppard online at DefLeppard.com. Mitch, what is coming up on your podcast, One-on-One -on -one with Mitch LaFon? Oh, you know, I've got a bunch of great guests. Uh, we have Dee Snyder, who sat down for a 45-minute oh, interview. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. Talking about some new music. Now, if you've listened to Dee Snyder interviews or read about him in the last you know, 20 years, he said, I'm not doing new music. I don't care. I'm, I'm not interested. But now he reveals that there's some new music coming out uh, later this year. Uh, Scott Weilin or Whelan, depending on how you say it, from the Stone Temple Pilots or formerly of Stone Temple Pilots, uh, talks about uh, two projects that he's involved with. And, um, you know, after that, we've got Michael Sweet of Striper, who has this new Sweet Lynch album called Only to Rise. Fantastic album. I loved it so much. And I tell Michael this. I got the advanced links, listened to them day in and day out, and I had to go buy the Japanese import because I wanted it in a physical form and I wanted that extra bonus track. So, uh, yeah, three great interviews, all... Uh, all very revealing and all just great guests. Absolutely yeah. great guests. I was I was quite surprised by the Scott Whalen news that hit uh, this past week, where it was revealed that Bumblefoot is producing the record. What is the what is the well, um, band called again? Yeah, right. He's got this new band with a uh, Bumblefoot and John Moyer called Art of Anarchy. Now, I had known of the band uh, previously because uh, I had been speaking to some of the, the guys involved with it. And of course, during my interview with Scott, I asked him about it and uh, he clears up the singer situation and how he was involved and, and why uh, he won't be going forward with the project in terms of touring uh, because he's got his Scott Whelan and the Wildabouts right now. You know, he's got the Pledge Music campaign for his album Blaster and he wants to focus on that. And, and you know what? Probably rightly so. I think Scott needs to put the spotlight on Scott for a while and maybe right. not do the whole band thing. Right. You know, and it's it's interesting because I, I get people literally probably once every two or three weeks texting me or uh, tweeting me or emailing me saying, what's up with Bumblefoot and, and Guns N' Roses? And, uh, 
you know, at one one time I was I was pretty close with Bumblefoot. He does live here in New Jersey, and we're still on very friendly terms. He he joined me on episode five hundred of Talking Metal. But mm-hmm. honestly, guys, I I have no clue. And knowing that Axl Rose doesn't really love Scott Weiland all that much, I I, I was surprised to hear that Bumblefoot was working with with him and you know i am I'm, I'm in the dark as to what bumblefoot's involvement is in guns and roses i honestly have no idea i know when ron bumblefoot came on 500 he specifically uh, asked me not to uh ask him about guns and roses he didn't want to focus on that in the interview he didn't even really want to talk about it so guys i have no clue what ron's status is with guns and roses but like like most of you, I found it pretty wild that here he is working with somebody who I don't think Axel would approve of, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. And, and you know, Slash went off and worked with uh, Scott after he left GNR. And, of course, uh, Bumble's doing the same. Uh, and I'm not suggesting he's left GNR. But, you know, listen, you've got uh, Tommy Stinson, the bass player, going and doing stuff with the replacements. You've got the Dead Daisies using uh, Dizzy Reed and Richard Fortas. You know, the Guns N' Roses band that exists today, everybody seems to be doing side projects. So it yeah. makes you scratch your head and and wonder out loud, like we did on Metal Raps there with Mitch Joel, is something coming down the road that might include a reunion? Who knows? Yeah. I mean, there was you know? also a mention by Richard Fortas, I believe, where he said that he had recently been in the studio with Axel and Chris Pittman. Mm-hmm. working on a song that Axel and 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 Slash had written back in 1996. So th- that was kind of interesting news, but um yeah, yeah, always a mystery with Guns N' Roses. No one seems to uh ever know exactly what's going on. Sometimes not even the band members. Yeah, and I think that's what keeps people interested in the story. Sometimes the mystery is what drags you in, right? So good for Guns and Yeah. And like we said on Metal Raps, uh, I, I'm certainly hoping for a GNR reunion, uh, even if it's the Use Your Illusion lineup. And yeah. I still got my money on 2016 that, or, or 2016 that it's going to happen. So go Axel. Yeah. Call, call Slash. Play nice. Be nice. <laughs> right right <laughs> make, on. Make nice, right? Yeah, right on. Definitely. Okay, guys. Again, support Rick Allen's foundation with a donation at project-resiliency.org. We'll have that link through today's show notes. Big thanks to Robert and Matt for helping hook that interview up. I appreciate it, guys. Uh, And let's talk about Talking Metal Digital. We have a lot of great podcasts. This one, Talking Metal. Of course, Mitch's show, One-on-One with Mitch LaFon, which you can hear on iTunes or TalkingMetal.com or Spreaker or any of the podcast providers. And there's Metal Raps. There's uh, Victor Ruiz's podcast, Mars Attacks. Check them all out, and uh, we will talk to you soon. Yeah. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.